We live in a digital world, but how important are people when it comes to sales in your digital world? That's what this episode is all about. It's all about people skills and communication skills. Welcome to the Sales and Presentation Podcast. This is the podcast for businesses and individuals who want to transform their sales activity, deliver awesome presentations and win more sales pitches. And now, here is your host, Trevor Lee. Welcome everybody to episode 48 of the Sales and Presentation Podcast. My name is Trevor Lee and I'm here every week to share with you top tips and ideas for transforming your sales, helping you deliver awesome presentations and help you win more sales pitches. So in this week's show, we're going to go a slightly different tangent. We're going to be talking about people skills because we live in a digital world, but is it not true to say that people buy from people? And I've been doing a bit of work with a couple of clients recently on this very subject, so I thought it would be appropriate to share with you some of the thoughts and ideas that have emerged from that work through this podcast. So the first thing we looked at was the, you know, you hear it on a lot of business shows, a lot of sales books. If you know somebody and you like them and you trust them, there's more chance that you'll buy from them. So who do you, you know, how many times do you buy from somebody you don't like? Well, you probably do occasionally because they've got such a great product or service. You'll sort of tolerate them. But it's very rare, I imagine, that you'll buy from somebody that you don't trust, particularly in the business-to-business market. So we're going to have a look at two things today on today's show. One is people skills and one is communication skills. Because I think increasingly we, we live in this digital world and we tend to take them for granted. So part of the show today is to challenge you to think about how important those two skills are. So I want to start by revisiting the crop sales model. That's the model that I've been using for some time now with a number of my clients. And we did a whole episode on it uh, way back when. It's in one of the earlier episodes. But effectively, there are five steps to the crop sales model. There's making a connection with your customer. There's then building the relationship, which in turn, hopefully, will create an opportunity for you, which can lead to you putting forward a pitch or a proposal. And if that is welcomed, then you have success, you have a sale. So that's the five bits of the crop sales model. But clearly, unless you've got good people and good communication skills, you're not going to get past the connection and relationship stages. Now, in certain time, certain uh, situations, you will, of course, be successful regardless of whether you're good at connecting or good at building relationships. But I think most of the time, again, particularly in the business to business sector, where you're looking for that long term customer, If you've got good people skills, you've got good communication skills, then you're going to be better at making connections, at starting conversations and building relationships. And of course, you know, what we're talking about here is not just with customers or clients. It's also really important that you apply these skills to colleagues and third parties because they can have a real difference on the way that you work. And by colleagues, I mean people you work with, your manager, And if you're the boss, then clearly your communication and people skills are really important as well. If you're not the boss, then managing upwards is a really important skill. But think about the way that you start conversations, that you connect with people. There's a little list that we worked with with this particular client. Face-to-face, on the phone, increasingly maybe some sort of video link, social media, email, text. They're probably the most common ways in which we try and get a connection or a conversation started at the moment. So which is your preferred favourite? Is it phoning people or is it emailing them? 
It's amazing how many people think that they can make a good connection with someone through email. And I think increasingly it's hard to do it through social media. I find finding particularly, you know, personally that social media is such a crowded marketplace now. I mean, I use LinkedIn quite a bit, but it's increasingly hard to get on the radar of people on LinkedIn. Twitter, I find, you know, I just don't get anywhere with Twitter. Now, you could say, well, if you're a social media expert, you should be doing it all the time. And I'm sure that's right. So there are various ways. My preferred way, if I can, is face-to-face. And if that means video conference face-to-face, well, that's a substitute. Because, you know, we can't all travel hundreds of miles or across countries to meet people. And then if you're speaking to somebody on the phone, you're also in a live conversation. So you can get a feel for them. You can start to judge what's going on. And of course, it's a brilliant opportunity when you're face to face or you're live on the phone to ask people questions. And we'll we'll come to the importance of questions as we go through this podcast. But when you're interacting with people via social media or text or or chat or email, then you are relying on you putting something forward and them replying. You can't really get a feel for how that conversation's going. And of course, the danger is the conversation stops because they get interrupted by something else. At least when you're face to face or you're on the phone, you can judge when that might happen and you can kind of find a way of finishing it. Whereas an email or a social media messaging chain can just suddenly stop. I'm sure you've all experienced that. So when we're going to do, you know, make connections, how important are first impressions? Well, I've been running a workshop for up and coming uh, salespeople for new businesses over the last couple of years or so. And I, I talk about first impressions a lot at the workshop. And I asked people, how long have you got to make in first impression? And I must admit, when I first started doing this, I had 30 seconds on my slide. But I've been badgered down. <laughs> the people on the on the programs have knocked me down. And they, they now reckon it's around 10 seconds, 10 seconds to make that first impression. So why is that so important these days? Well, let's have a look and think about the buying cycle. Now, I can't show you the buying cycle on this podcast, but I want you to try and imagine it. It starts with a need because, and when I say imagine it, you will all be in this situation as running your everyday lives. You've got a need, whatever that need might be. So you do some research and you look at the alternatives and that research will include going on to websites, looking at reviews, asking your friends. You're doing all this and and, and me as a potential supplier of a fixer of your need as a product or a service, clearly at this stage, I've got no idea that you even exist probably. So then you do your evaluation, and this is a bit where you're weighing it all up. What what are the what are the best options? That leads you to a decision, and then really that's the point where you then make contact with me as a company. You've made your decision that I'm the person, so I'm the first person you call or email. And realistically, when you call me or email me or just turn up, the first impression I give you in the way I respond to your first contact is going to confirm in your mind whether you made the right choice or not. So if I don't get it right when I answer the phone or I don't or I tend to, you know, I wait too long to reply to your email or you visit me and I, I ignore you, <laughs> then I'm thinking in my mind, I've made the wrong choice. It is really, really important when you think about the people skills and the communication skills across your whole organization that everybody who could make that first impression with a potential customer is primed to do it really, really well. And the best way of doing that, I think, the way I work with some of my clients is to say to them, every time you get a phone call, think of it as a new client. I mean, okay, it might be a phone call from someone trying to sell you something. and Well, that's an entirely different thing. But nevertheless, treat every phone call as though it's going to be a new client on the other end of the phone. 
And if somebody sends you an email and asks you for a quote, then don't sit on it. Get on with it. Because somewhere I read that the first person to react, to send back a proposal, increases their chances of winning. They don't win all the time, but they increase their chances. And the magic number that I hear touted around a lot these days is 70%, particularly in the business-to-business sector. And that number, allegedly, is the number of decisions that have been made by potential buyers before they make any contact with a company. 70% are in that position where they've kind of made up their mind before they contact you. That's a lot of people and a lot of opportunity to mess it up and lose them as well. So it really is vital that you're very good at your communication skills, that you react, you know what to do, you know how to do it. And when I go back to that list as well, think about what your client wants in terms of communication. So if they say, oh, can you phone me back with a quote? Don't email it to them. Phone them back. They insist on seeing you. Then you need to find a way of going to see them because they're giving you a steer on what works for them. And if it works for them, it could easily work for you. And that's one of the things when we're talking about people skills in business is that we need to adapt to our client and our customer. So let's have a think about how we can do that. So one of the ways we can do that, of course, is we need to get a feel for the pace and tone that the client wants to go at. This is really important. This is kind of the mirroring bit, if you like. I'm sure most of you have come across mirroring as a as a body language technique, where if you mirror somebody else, they kind of feel more as though they're one with you, if you like, and they may well react to you better. So get a, you've got to get a feel for the pace and tone that your client wants to go at. If they're obviously in a hurry to talk to you, then you don't want to be faffing around talking about the weather and what a great weekend you had and how's it we're with them. Yeah. <laughs> when people ring me up cold and they say, oh, you're having a good day, Trevor? And I go, what? <laughs> and that immediately should tell them that I'm in a bit of a hurry. So they need to get on and get to the cut to the chase and tell me why they're ringing me in and convince me that they, you know, that I should carry on the conversation. So understanding the pace and tone at which people want to go to is a really important people skill. And again, it's not just clients, it is colleagues, it is third parties. You need to be on top of all of those to be really successful. Because I'm convinced as we go forward, ladies and gentlemen, that if you want to be successful in sales, you want to stand out from your competition, then people, your people skills will really make that difference. Second up in terms of the people skills is clarification. You need to be good at clarifying what you're hearing. And what somebody is asking you. A lot of business deals go wrong because people make assumptions. They come off the phone. They finish the meeting. They assume that what they've heard is, is correct. They've never actually confirmed it from the client. And one of my favorite lines I find myself saying all the time when I have meetings is, so just so I understand this, are you asking me or are you telling me, is this what you need? I just want to be sure that I've got it right. And that's, that's a really good technique, I find. As is asking better questions. Because the better the question you ask, the better the information you're likely to get back. And the more information you can get back, I think that increases your chances of success. So make sure that when you're going to see a client or you've got a chance to talk to somebody, you've got lined up three or four really good questions that you need to ask. Now, we don't want you to sound scripted. But what we do want you to do is build them into a natural style of conversation. 
but be you know again you have to pitch it depending on the person depending on how much time they've got yeah you know, and one thing of course is if they have phoned you then you're on their time so chances are that they only they haven't phoned you to say oh, i've only got 30 seconds of this call trevor they've phoned you because they've set aside time so make the most of that time don't rush them off the phone I'm working with one client at the moment and they have a tendency when the incoming calls come in to try and rush the client off the phone as though the client's got lots of better things to do. Well, they, they've rung you. So you know, really take that opportunity. Take that opportunity really well. Listen carefully. Ask good questions. Get all the information you need. Within that, of course, you know what the key sales skill is listening. It's not talking. If you talk too much, chances are you'll put your client off and don't interrupt them either. You know, we're all very, very good at interrupting, aren't we? So try not to interrupt. Try to listen really well. Don't talk too much. And be ready to shut up. Being silent, there's a little bit, <laughs> is a really top sales skill. And it works as a people skill. So allow the other person to come in and make their decision. Somebody said to me when we were working on this, well, you know, Trevor, you know, people have to take me as I am. You know, it's kind of, you know, this is what you get. You know, this is how it is. And I said, well, well, that's fine. But I'm convinced that will reduce your chances of winning business. You have to adapt to the way your client or your potential client wants to operate. You don't want to be, you know, somebody you're not. You need to be authentic, but you need to be able to adapt to the way they want you to respond to them. And I always tell the story that when I first started in sales, advertising department, Lincolnshire Echo, about 100 years ago, <laughs> I had a, a city centre patch, which means I had a whole variety of clients. And I might be in the morning, I might be going around the indoor market, having a bit of banter with the traders, selling them a few low cost ads. And straight from there, I'd be going to a meeting with the CEO of the co-op organisation. And they'd be spending thousands of pounds with me. So I had to adapt. I couldn't have the same style of conversation with the CEO as I did with the market trader. It just wasn't going to work that way. So I can't, once you get to know people, you can understand how they work. You can understand what works for them. But it has to be them first and you second. And that will really work for you from a people skills point of view. So um, I did want to touch on, you know, what happens if you, what about your people skills, uh, networking and things like that. But we'll deal with that in another podcast. So ladies and gentlemen, I think the point from this podcast is think about your people skills. Work on them. You know, you might work on lots of skills that you have in your organization and your business, but don't forget to work on your people skills. It will make a difference. It will create opportunities. And also forget, you know, sorry, don't forget that actually in business, most people are pretty dull to deal with. <laughs> How many people do you deal with? You think, oh, God, not, not them again. So bring some life, bring some energy to your contact. People like a bit of humour. We've talked about that in a recent podcast. Bring some energy to the situation. It will help you stand out. And if you can combine that with your people skills and your general overall communication skills, I am sure that you will do well in sales. So that's it. That's a that's a podcast. That's the podcast. Crikey, we've already done 16 minutes. Blimey, where did that go? So that's it. I hope you found the tips and ideas in this podcast really useful and that they will help you with your sales. Um, don't forget this podcast is all about transforming sales, delivering awesome presentations and winning more sales pitches. So if you need me to come in and help you with any of those things, you know, I do uh, training sessions and coaching and all that sort of stuff. Just uh, drop me a drop me an email. It's Trevor 
at trevorleemedia.co.uk or go to the website and you can find my contact number and everything else. If you're new to the podcast, hit the subscribe button. That would be great. See you next week. Thank you for listening. The Sales and Presentation Podcast is a production of Trevor Lee Media. If your organization needs to transform its sales activity and re-energize its sales team, or you need help with a key presentation or sales pitch, then please get in touch with Trevor via trevor at trevorleemedia.co.uk or call him on 07785 390 717. If you enjoyed the podcast, please do leave a review on iTunes or via your podcast app. Thank you.